powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. It's March Madness with Sports Interaction. NHL, NBA, March Madness, MLB, and so much more. It's crazy. Play Pinata Picks at Minute Madness. Exclusive games with insane odds you can't play anywhere else. Make your next bet with Sports Interaction. Download the app in Ontario. Use the QR code you see at the bottom of your screen. Or head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn to get started. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Welcome back to Game Over Toronto, everybody. Uh, I hope you had a fun weekend. Uh, tonight's game was not exactly like last night's game. <laughs> Leafs fall to Dylan Larkin's hat trick and his Detroit Red Wings. Uh, I am Lauren Williamson here, of course, with handsome Harnish. How are you, buddy? Armand. 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 Oh my God! <laughs> that's how he. That's how the game went. Oh my God! I can't believe I just did that. I've never done that before. I will never be mistaken for Harnish. No. Yeah. No. So that is how that game went. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that fitting? Isn't that just yeah. fitting? Um, yeah. Uh, Leafs fall 5-2, like I said, to the Detroit Red Wings, um, who are not in a playoff spot, are not even competing for a wild card spot at this point. And, um, boy, the Leafs just, I don't know what it is. They just don't like to, I mean, they're starting on time, but it's been, like, prolific where yeah. allowing goals early in the game – yeah, just... digging yourself into a hole very early. It's yeah. it's happened quite a few times in the past, like, 10 games. Yeah. And, yeah, like, you know, I'm not too concerned with this game. You know, obviously, we have to put things into context. We were missing Marner, Geo, uh, I brought and McCabe. Up the, I, ha- I bookmarked the list of everybody that was out tonight because <laughs> David Alter tweeted it out, and I saved it because I knew that this was going to be a thing. So recapping yeah. Leafs lineups. Mark Masters, sorry. My apology, Mark. So recapping Leafs lineup notes for tonight's game against the Red Wings. And Nick Abrugizi, Wayne Simmons, Connor Timmons out, Mitch Marner, Mark Giordano, Jake McCabe, as well as Nola Chari, and, of course, Ryan O'Reilly. <laughs> and after the first period, maybe Matt Murray as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. like we were missing our you know, three of our most defensive players and we were playing our backup in the second night of a back-to-back. Put it into context, but uh, yeah, it wasn't very good. I mean, right off the hop, like that Lafferty giveaway uh, to lead into the first goal. Yeah. Like two minutes in, I think it was. Yep. And anytime you allow the first goal on the first shot of the game is not good. That happened a lot last year, I found, when we had Jack in net. We haven't yeah. really seen it so bad this year, but the first two goals by Detroit were almost identical. Yeah, and breakaways, high glove, I think. It was yeah. high glove both times, yeah, right? And, yeah. you know, and, like, at the end of the first period, it was 3-1. Um, But they didn't have a single shot below the hash marks in, like, location. Yeah. Like, even though, the like, none of the goals were necessarily Murray's fault, like, the... But, uh... Yeah, it was just funny to me because it was like, you know, they had breakaways. They were very high danger chances, but like they never went past the hash marks there. Uh, but they, they managed to bury it both times. Tonight was it, definitely it, a, a game of poor puck management for sure, being the first yeah. start of the game for the Detroit Red Wings um, and it going and it going their way, right? How many how many no-look passes were there tonight that just got picked off? A dozen? Yeah, Dude, especially in the a first dozen? period, they could not handle the puck. No, for it was the life bad. Of them. It was really bad, and it was and even 
it was it wasn't surprising that they're up that they're down three one by the end of the first. If you're play, yeah. if you play like that and you think that somebody is there when they're not, if listen, if there was if if Keith left the lines the same all the time and you knew what the system was and you knew how you know your other left winger is going to go and where he's going to be on a designated play, that's great. But in a game tonight, and especially when Keith doesn't allow guys to really necessarily get a lot of constant chemistry, when you start trying to make passes like that, more often than not, it's not going to go your way. Like, they've yeah. been lucky a couple times this season where they make mistakes like that, but, you know, Sammy just bails them out. But Murray did not bail them out tonight at all. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk on Murray later, but yeah. I, I after the first two goals went in, it sort of like I was just thinking, and it it, it felt that like Murray had a horrible high danger save percentage. Like it just felt like every time we've been saying, "Oh, you know, it was a breakaway. What can Murray do?" Right? You know, like stuff like that uh, for the past you know fifteen or so of his games um, that he's like let in four goals or more. Yeah. You know, a lot of them aren't his fault, but you still need a save. And so I went and I I took a look at his high danger save percentage and it's not the greatest but it's not horrible like he's 28th in the league it, it was like an eight i forgot what it was 840 or something like that he's 28th in the league but he's in the company of not bad go- like flurry and ottinger and hellebuck you know mm-hmm. it's not a horrible thing but at the same time it still feels at least watching him that any time a high danger chance you know gets to the net it feels like it goes in and yeah. you can't blame him because it's a high danger chance, but you still need that save. Yeah. And our very own Ilya Samsonov is actually first in high danger save percentage. And maybe that's why. Maybe it's because we're so used to seeing Samsonov bail us out maybe. on these high danger plays that it feels sort of um, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I just found it interesting. But yeah, Murray. It feels inevitable when Murray's in net. Yeah, exactly. Right? And even the way he just handles the pucks. Like, the first two shots, the first one was a breakaway. But the second shot, uh, he let a massive rebound out, and then yeah. he had to scramble back, and it was not pretty, you know? Yeah. Like, he was just on the ice, like, just <laughs> waving his arms around. It didn't look like he was in control at all. And that's no, what I feel with Murray. It He definitely... And it's funny, you bring up a good point. Like, you know, oh, well, Murray can't get all of them. No, but... Later on in the game, the Red Wings got another breakaway, more than one. They gave up a shorthanded breakaway, I believe, and Sammy is there. And now I'm not yeah. saying everybody has to play as well as he has lately because he has been so good. But yeah. it's looking more and more, and I can't believe I have to freaking say this, Armon. I can't believe I have to say this. It's looking more and more like Suns fans were right and that Murray is not what he was several years ago because – if if Samsonov starts tonight, right? And now I pl- I know he played last night. Do you think that maybe it the game is tied two two? If Sam, yeah, yeah, probably. Like, right? well, I don't know about tie- like I don't think they played particularly well, but I do think it no it could have gone a completely different direction. No, and, and you know, like I think it's safe to say that every Leaf fan sees Murray as the backup, right? Right, and so. Barring his cap hit, you know, which is obviously the cap hit of a starter, like, he's playing like a backup. Which, you know, like, I, like when I can't compare him to, like, Michael Hutchinson, 
he's better than Hutchinson. You know what I mean? Listen, and I know Hutchinson that's a very has won, low bar. At, Hutchinson has won a playoff series more recently than Matt Murray has. Isn't uh, that a jarring got... sentence? Yeah, I know, that is hilarious. But yeah, it's sort of, I don't know. Like, he's just playing like a backup. I don't think it's a question of who's got the net in playoffs anymore. You know what I mean? It's 100% Samson up. Now is the question is like, who do you trust more, Joseph Wall or or Matt Murray? I I mean, I don't know. Is is that just a decision all of a sudden after tonight? No longer a discussion, but a possibly an inevitability. That was one yeah, of my questions cause... that I have written down that I want to get to later. Um, yeah. But I don't know, man. Like. Leafs capitalize on their for on you know a yarn croak rebound that was great he gets his nineteenth of the season. The can we before we move on can we talk about David Camp talking taking a penalty shot? Yeah, what was that about? He's never S- taken a shootout. No, shot. S- but never neither has anybody. Shot. So it had to be done by somebody that was on the ice. On the ice, and they said it was Sam Lafferty, Zach Aston, Reese, and David Camp. Which those selections are not exactly great. <laughs> who who so are the demons? One of them was Brody. I don't know who the other one was. I, I didn't catch okay. it. I was busy writing it down like a <laughs> madman. Um, like that, you're just, that's just sort of a roll of the dice, right? But, you know, it doesn't go in. Uh, you know, the Willie gets a shorthanded chance. Kerfoot had a great breakaway before the before the Red Wings started pulling away. But then, you yeah. know, Bergeron scores to put the, the Red Wings up 2-1. Yeah. Um, I literally put Murray's second Swiss cheese goal. So that was yeah. not good. And then right after that, Raymond, you know, Lucas Raymond crashed into Matt Murray. And there was a scary yeah. moment where he, it looks like he just sort of blew a tire and slid into him. He actually apologized to Murray as he, like, right before he yeah, got it was, off the ice. But it was very clearly unintentional. Yeah. But sure. it was still, yeah, dangerous for Murray. He hit yeah. his head yeah. pretty hard. And then all of a sudden, you know, Samsonov is, is, backing, is backing up in a game where, again, like you said, the Leafs are not playing well. And they don't. If, it seems like when the Leafs play in front of Samsonov, they play defense a little bit harder, and it felt like the Leaf, the Leafs were having a hard time remembering that Sammy was now in net and deciding, yeah. oh shoot, like now we have to actually have to play harder defense. And unfortunately, yeah. Samsonov lets one in, you know, with thirty seconds to go in the first. But I wrote down one of my questions that I wrote down, and I hope that Matt Murray is okay. I hope that it's just precautionary that he didn't finish the game, but like. What happens if if that's Matt Murray's last game as a Leaf? Because let's let's just let's just think about this for a quick second, okay? There's this is game seventy six, so we have six games left in the season in the regular season. Let's say he's out for a couple weeks with a concussion, you know, heaven forbid. But let's you know he hit his head and left the game, so we need to have a discussion about it. So Wall backs up for the next couple of games, that's fine, and then you're in the playoffs. So if he's suddenly better in round one. Obviously, Sammy is is starting game one and everything, but do you, like, bring him back? Like, if, if Joseph Wool plays really good for the next, like, if he's just backing up or if he gets a couple of games in, this is all, of yeah. course, dependent on, on Matt Murray's condition, but does it suddenly become a question of is, is Matt Murray, do you put him in as the backup for Samsonov in the playoffs if he's been off for 10 games? Because you can't put him I mean, down yeah, with the Marlies, it, right? Because the Marlies are now in the playoffs too, and they've just yeah. won. They just clinched the North Division, you know, top of the North Division. That's super great for the Marlies, woohoo! But you, it's not like the regular season where you can send him down and having an additional extent. Like, does it now become a conversation of 
if if Murray is actually hurt, is that the last game if, that he's yeah. played as a lead? If Murray misses the rest of the regular season, you know, you also have to consider that there's I'm, I'm pretty sure he has one more year on his contract. So maybe not last year as a leaf or last game as a leaf, but it could potentially be the last game he plays this season. Well, I'm just I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if after the season they oh, yeah, trade Murray, they trade Murray yeah. and use that money to re-sign Samsonov and you keep Joseph uh, yeah. Ward. Would not surprise me at all. Right? Would not so, surprise and uh, honestly it might be the right move depending on what we have to pay to get rid of Murray yeah. if anything. Yeah, or Probably you buy something. him out, right? Uh, the the oh, yeah. the the cost of a buyout is like I think it's like a million dollars against the cap, and then six hundred thousand the year after that. So it maybe not that bad, but yeah. And it's a scary moment to see Murray go down like that, but he hasn't been playing super well. Like even after he got back from an injury, he's had what one game where he only let in two goals. Other than that, it's been. You gotta you gotta score five to win, guys, or yeah. that's it. And it's just technically this game he only let in two goals. It was in like half a period. Yeah, but still. yeah. And then Samsonov lets one in at the end of the period, but like you know he's had no warm up. He's been sitting cold on the bench for twenty five minutes. So and he played last night. Yeah, so absolutely. It's not even just coming in cold. You just played yeah. a sixty minute game. Yeah, with travel as yeah. well. And, and the team is here. already down when you go in a net. Like you're already not yeah. really set up for success. And then, you know, nothing happens in the second period. I have four sentences written for the second period. That's it. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, I really did. There's didn't nothing. Have much for the second there period was either. nothing. Bunting yeah, in the second period. Yeah, we just couldn't get anything. Had a couple oh, of really God. good we chances. To, he had a couple of really good chances. After. He did have a couple of really good chances. He had great chances. And um, Sammy had the huge stop on Moritz Sider, right? And the falling back, this the the arm back slave that the, the oh Nova. dude that was amazing Ooh, yeah right like he looked good considering he like you said he played last for that right? was incredible yeah and samsonov was also favoring his arm uh which scared a lot of people mm-hmm. i have a, a tweet from mike zeisberger who says curtis joseph just confirmed to me via text that he was in fact the e-bug, e-bug. Oh my Tonight god! After Matt Murray got hurt, so imagine listen, if that happened. Did you see the gif on? There's a gif. There's a gif on Twitter. Of Curtis Joseph walking up with yeah. his alumni blazer, with his, stuff, with his yeah. little like sheriff badge alumni thing, and an equipment thing, and an equipment Dude, that'd bag. Be incredible! Oh my gosh! What is that? I'm so sad we didn't get that. I mean, obviously, I'm not sad that Samson <laughs> didn't get injured, but I'm also glad it wasn't that would have been amazing. For, but <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh. It was one of those things where I was like, it's not still April Fool's, right? Like, it's the second. Yeah. <laughs> it's the second. It's the second. Like, oh, imagine. Yeah. Imagine. But apparently Samsonov was just feeling sore, so. Right. Yeah. I'm sure it hurt, right? I'm sure it hurt. Yeah, I'm sure it hurt. And you're not expecting to go in, so maybe he was, yeah. you know, not prepping himself in the correct way that you would usually do before a game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a kind of scary sight to see him favor because. If both Samsonov and and uh, Murray are out, you have to go with Wall. And who would your backup be? Like Shalgren? Like yeah, ugh. yeah. Don't want that happening right before the playoffs. You don't. But, but isn't that so much better than like Dave Riddich and Michael Hutchinson? <laughs> <laughs> like, Riddich catching strays. I know. I know. Mister Puck off the face. Um, <laughs> 
Yes. Anyway, uh, thank you for guys for watching Game Over Toronto. Make sure you guys are hitting like and subscribe. We're about halfway through the stream for tonight on this Sunday evening. You have Armand Panthiki on the right-hand side of your screen. You have me, Lauren Williamson. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Make sure you follow SDPN. Make sure you tell all your friends that we stream live after every single Leafs game. Um, heading into the third period, sir. Tavares brings us within one with 14 minutes to go. I put four O's awesome. after the go because I was like, this is it, man. We're going to come back. It was great. I tweeted out, actually, my tweet of uh, before the stream was like, it was a picture that somebody tweeted out of, or it was actually a screen cap of a GIF of Matthew's like nomming on his jersey in anticipation. Yeah. And yeah, I was I like, if, if, if the Leafs push it to overtime, I might be actually very happy. Uh, even though it's a late Sunday game, and generally we don't vote for Sunday overtime, especially for people <laughs> like me that have to work on Monday morning. But it's definitely uh, – I thought they were going to do it, man. I did. The shots yeah, I mean, were 37-16 like, for the 13, Leafs. With 13 minutes remaining, they had yeah. 37 shots. Yeah, man. Like, the ice was like, tilted yeah. in the second half of the game. Like, the Leafs were getting a really good chance. Nadelkovic, in fairness, played, played well. very well for the Red Wings. You know, if he can keep playing like that, obviously his conditioning sent down with the minors did him well because he's coming back from injury injury as well. But then Larkin puts the second of his goals in of the night uh, with 940 to go, puts the Trip Red Wings back up by two. And uh, from there, it was just sort of... Empty net. Yeah. All of a sudden, Zahorin was getting a lot more ice time. I don't know if you yeah. noticed Yeah, that. I mean, it, it's expected. In a, you know, in a two-goal, three-goal game... Off of a back to back, you don't want to play your guys. Like it, it's not that big of a deal to me. Like I, I don't know. It was a bad game, but I'm not concerned. I guess no. It's just, you know, you're in like game seventy six, and it's a back to back. Like it's gonna happen. Yeah. The workload is just kind of tough to end the season. So yeah. And what? When do they play next? Thursday. Do they have three uh, days off. April fourth. So two days off. Okay. Yeah, that's not terrible. Yeah, and it's going to be the no, Pride, Tuesday. Pride Night Day. Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that'll be great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, so it is April 2nd. Do you know what today is the one-year anniversary of, Armand? Oh. I do not know. It is the one-year anniversary of the last time Wayne Simmons scored a goal. Oh, my God. One calendar year, my friend. The oh last time goodness. Wayne Simmons scored a goal was April 2nd, 2022 versus the Flyers. I looked it up. Wow. Yeah, I knew it was coming. It's been in 19 games since, I guess. Yeah. And uh, kind of wild that he got playoff time last year. Yeah. Well, I mean, playoff time last year, it hadn't been a year since he had scored. <laughs> Fair play. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely. Uh, I was, I was a little bit. I was a little bit raised, raised my eyebrows that he was getting ice time today. Listen, I love Wayne hey, Simmons, man. but Wayne Simmons has proved that he is no longer who we thought Wayne Simmons was when yeah, we signed I mean, him. And yeah. I, and I doubt we re-sign him in the off season again, right? I think probably not. I think his career is pretty well over, and I don't think he, you know, he was just an extra for most of the season. Yeah. I don't think. You know, I think the writing's on the wall for him. Yeah. Uh, he's got, like, good leadership skills, and maybe he'll come back to the organization like Spezza did or something like that. But, yeah, uh, he's just not productive in any way. I'm not surprised he got called up today. Um, you know, we had three guys missing, and Ryan O'Reilly and Achari and, and Marner are all out. So, mm -hmm. 
you know, he's probably one of our three deaf guys that you call up in an injury. So I'm not too surprised about that. Uh, the one that actually concerns me is actually Lafferty. Like, have you liked his game? I saw I, you message. I saw I you sent it to the universe impressed. that you have not been impressed. Yeah, his, I really haven't been impressed. His first game felt like his best. You know yeah, what I mean? I just, like, his first game with the Leafs where he had that really good chance and he went up the ice. Like, I think he has, does he have a goal? He has one goal, I think, and a couple of assists. Yeah, yeah, one goal and now. two assists, I believe, is a Leaf. Like, he's, and, he's been fine. He, no, man. I don't find I, he's like he doesn't make egregious mistakes generally. Like tonight was not a good night. He had a rough game tonight for sure. But yeah, I mean the the first you know the first goal where he had an easy pass reception and it just goes off his stick. Yeah, that I'm not too concerned with because you don't expect that to happen too often. It's more just the underlying numbers and when I watch him, he doesn't I don't know make the right moves all the time. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. When, you, when I look at a guy like, for example, Pontus Holmberg, who's much younger, doesn't necessarily have the speed or the tenacity of a Sam Lafferty, but I feel like he makes the right decision almost every time. When I watch Sam Lafferty, he's got the speed, but he doesn't have like the, the puck control to go with it, and he doesn't really have the mind, the hockey IQ, to do anything with it. He almost it, gives me Kapanen vibes. Yeah, almost. yeah. Like, he's just not the smartest player and you know I, I was looking up his underlying stats and in 163 minutes of five on five he's been uh 38 expected goals and 38 Corsi. and like put to put this into context he primarily starts into the in the d zone right uh almost like 60 or like 20 percent he starts in the o zone so he's taking a primarily defensive role and obviously he's not playing with Ryan O'Reilly as his center for most of this, but at the same time, I don't know. I just haven't liked the way he's played. And it's almost it, like it, it a, concerns me. It almost has like a, an Alex Kerfoot. What would you say you do here? You know, yeah. like it's yeah. like I said, like you said, he has these moments where he's really fast and he gets the puck, but then he just, it's, it's sort of like Kapanen used to do, where he would get the puck, and then he would do, like, a J-turn, and then he would just give it up. Like Yeah, yeah, it just feels like he, I don't know, he doesn't have the right tool set to play in the system that we have. Like, I feel like he's more of a rush right. player. Like, in terms of offensive production, it doesn't feel like he's right. his skill set is conducive to the whole of idea of turning back and, you know, using your time to get a a good shot off rather than just gunning it up the wing and just getting whatever you get. Yeah. You know, it's it's just a, I don't know. I don't think he fits the system particularly. No. And I, I think you have a good point. I mean, listen, the Leafs a couple of years ago were way more in favor of trying to push these rush chances. And I think that actually on the power play, they play much better when they try and make moves off the rush. Like if it is not your first time on game over Toronto, you know how I feel about the Leafs playoff not the playoff, their power play setup and the absolute predictability of it to the point where you could blindfold me, put on a pair of headset phones, and I would be able to tell you who has the puck and how long it takes them to make a move because the second power play that the Leafs got tonight, I was screaming at my television. My my, my wife got upset with me that <laughs> it they were it's a power play and they're they're playing keep away. 
Like there's yeah. been so much yeah, time. Often overpassing. And they and they now to be fair, they scored two power play goals tonight. Okay, credit where credit's due. That's fine. But there are so many times where they're overpassing, like you said, Armand. Like yeah. And it's been a problem all season. It's it's been a problem more than what this season. But this season specifically, it seems like they haven't fixed some of the mistakes of last year, and now they're realizing that it's game seventy six, and everybody knows what their rush chances are going to be, and everybody knows about the drop back pass. Like you don't need to worry about Morgan Riley bringing up the ice because he's not going to try and make an entry. Because guess who's behind him? Everybody else he cares about, and. I think it's become monotonous. And like I said, I know that they scored two power play goals tonight. I do. I get that. But the second power play goal that happened, like the Tavares tip-in was because Morgan Valley decided to actually just shoot it, which is something yeah, that... Yeah, and it was, they, a really, it was a really smart play to absolutely. shoot it. Absolutely. And Johnson... Yarn, I, I don't, yeah, Tavares and uh, someone Yarn else Croke. was... Uh, yeah, Yarn Croak was, was uh, screening the goalie. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was a good play. But yeah, sometimes it's better to just put it on net and not pass it around so much. You know, and... Here's the thing. In this game specifically, you know, especially in that first power play, the first unit oh in our God. entire team per- wasn't particularly passing well, even leading into the power play. Like, it was yeah. just not a great game when it came it to bad. our puck handling skills. We did bad. not have good puck management. It was bad skills. puck management. Bad puck management. Yeah. Exactly. And so I felt when the first unit was on in that power play, they just couldn't get a pass through. But then when the second unit came on, like, that first goal that Yarn Croak scored was a beautiful passing. Yep. Like, got his own rebound. Beautiful. Yeah. Like, yep. really incredible to get from Timmins to Abrazizi. Both uh, the Timmins pass to Abrazizi and the Abrazizi pass to Yarn Croak mm-hmm. were beautiful passes. Like, yeah. deceptive, right on the tape. Yep. Perfectly done. Because and the so, Leafs don't have anybody that puts it in off the blue line. Like, I'm not saying yeah, we yeah. need a Shea Weber that's going to send a bomb that makes everybody hit the, hit the dirt because everybody's afraid of getting hit by it. But the fact of the matter is, Morgan Riley, God bless him, is not Jake Muzzin. And Jake Muzzin yeah. would send those in. And they were the reason that Tavares was getting so many goals because he was getting these deflections. And it just yeah. feels like none of our defensemen are willing to shoot it as much at the blue line. And credit where credit's due, like you said, Timmons with a couple of times tonight. And then yeah. he ends up getting, I don't think he got an assist on the Yarncourt goal because Yarncourt got his own rebound. But, yeah, um, yeah. you know, he sets up the play and he takes a chance to put it on net. And I think that if he starts taking chances like that and it starts producing, then there's no reason that he shouldn't get more time maybe leading a power play, power play too, right? Because yeah. It's just so predictable, man. It's so yeah. predictable. And you get so set up. And then all of a sudden, everybody's in the wrong position because you're trying to outdance everybody. And, like, yeah. it, I'm not saying that we have to be like Tampa or Boston. But those are winning teams. And they have a level of unpredictability because they don't – it's not like Novocaine, right? It's not like they just do the same thing over and over and beat you over the head with it until it works. Like, it just – they have more than one – more than one structure for their power play. And it yeah. seems like recently the Leafs have been getting the most production when they stray a little bit from that and don't play as predictably as they have been. Yeah, I mean, that's that's always going to be, like, the case. I think the lack of uh, defensemen we have that can be a shooting threat is definitely a hole that we would probably want to fill in the offseason. Yeah. You know, looking at the our, our roster right now, Timmins is probably not going to get playoff time. Gustafson's probably not going to get playoff time. Yeah. 
Who do you put on that second power play unit? Like, like it, Lilligren, Geo. I don't know, man. Like the reality is, is it takes it takes one person making an Alex Galchenyuk or Travis Dermott level mistake, yeah, and it costs a series or it costs a game that could you know be the difference maker in a series. And I think that knowing that we have Timmins, who has actually, even though he hasn't played in a, in several games, he's been pretty good on the power play. Like he, yeah, he's, he's great on. He's the power not play. afraid to make a pass, and then when he doesn't have a pass, he's not afraid to put to put one on net to shoot it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's fantastic on the power play. Yeah, and the issue with Timmins' game is entirely that he has to be sheltered five on five. Yeah, which I don't think is something they want to go for. Like no. he's mainly. But then, like, utilizing the offensive zone only. But then is that a conversation of, okay, well, now we get to the, you know, they played 12-6 tonight, and they lost. Now, there were a bunch of people out tonight, but you know that Keith is going to be, or Keith is going to be like, well, you know, played 12-6 and lost, so... Tuesday, eleven seven <laughs> Tuesday for sure. If you guys are, if you can... guys want to bet legitimately, go bet that it's going to be eleven seven on Tuesday. I would, I would put my toonie down for the day on but that bet. Do you oh, think 100%. they're ever going to do that in the playoffs? Oh yeah, like eleven seven, like when Ryan yeah. O'Reilly and Nolachari. Unless there's oh, an injury, I don't, I don't see who you take out, right? Like, Wayne's it, it's kind of Wayne's tough to say, but <laughs> but yeah, but even. You know, with all this being said, Toronto does have the fourth best power play in the league. Yeah. They're behind Tampa. No We're surprise. definitely splitting hairs. Colorado and Edmonton, who all <laughs> also have insane power plays. But yeah, like it, it is an issue, though, of, you know, power plays in the regular season are one thing. Power plays in the playoffs are a whole other thing. Like, your opposing team will have the book on you. Yep. And if you don't have multiple yep. ways to get around that. Yep. You know, They're, counter uh attack. And they don't like, need to watch a lot of game tape to see what you're going to do, Yeah, guys. exactly. Like, you know, the least... I have enjoyed Nylander and Marner shooting more on the power play. Like, you know, I, I would think in previous years, we often forced it to Matthews. And I think we've done a relatively okay job at, uh, you know, getting some more shooting threats, at least on the opposite wing with Nylander. And even Marner just... You know, sometimes just putting it on net, I think, is good. And obviously not having Murner today will greatly affect your power play. I mean, he's the guy who has the puck the most often, probably. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It it, it it does kind of worry me in the playoffs. Because I think in the past two or three postseasons, our power play has gone completely stinking in the playoffs. It's not like, been just, good. Yeah, and that's... That's the difference between winning a game seven yep. or winning even a game five. Like, you know, yep. all our series have been close. Yep. All of our series have been close. Yep. Getting a power play going is a make or break thing. Yeah. I I could not agree more. I really couldn't. Because you could watch game tape from last year, Armand, from last playoffs. Yeah. And our, our power play is not different. It is not. Yeah. It's not different. You don't need to watch multiple games to know what they're going to do. It's not rocket science. I could legitimately do it with my eyes closed and earplugs in. I could tell you what they're going to do. And that level of monotony is going to cost them. And it has in the past. And I, you know, you would think that the last, you know, the last stretch of games where they already have a playoff spot, this would maybe be a time where you could try a different look on the power play a couple times a game, like obviously not in the game like yesterday, yesterday where they had one power play, right? But in a game like tonight where you have a four on four, you have this, you have that, you have more, you have multiple power plays, 
Why don't you try something else? Now, again, credit where credit's due. They scored twice on the power play. That's fine. It's been a problem. It's been in the, you know, how many teams get into the playoffs? 16? 16 teams get into the playoffs? 16, yeah, yeah. They're usually in the bottom 12, like below 12th in, in the postseason in playoff, in power play terms, because they're predictable. They're predictable. Yeah. And it's going to cost them because it's hard enough to get power plays in the playoffs because nothing is called because it's it's open warfare. And you need to be able to capitalize when you get them. And I'm really worried that for the seventh year in a row the Leafs are going to get burned by not being able to get their power play going in the postseason and it's going to cost them because every goal in the playoffs is basically priceless and if you are predictable and everybody knows what you're going to do you're not going to have the ability to capitalize on games where you're down 2-1 and you need a goal and you get a and you get a power play like Boston, Tampa uh, Colorado Edmonton even though I hate to say it they are all Able to Edmonton's got such a good power play. I know. I mean, I know. How do you have a bad power play with Leon Dreisettle and Connor McDavid? <laughs> like, I know. It's not possible. They're, they're so good. No, but if you watch Edmonton play, they don't do the same entry every time. They give yeah, themselves yeah, a fighting and, chance. Yeah, Ugh. and it there is something to say about the way our power play has worked in the postseason that I think is negative. I, I know we tried the, the five forward power play yeah. um, earlier this season. But to me, it's not necessarily the personnel that's out there. We know how good Matthews, Tavares, Nylander, Murner, and Riley are. Yeah, it's like you said. It's what they're doing. It's this the the way they enter the zone. You know, yep. that whole drop pass thing became effective because Four it was sort ago. of deceptive. Yeah. Four years ago, everyone knows the book on it now. The drop pass. Yep. It's not necessarily the best thing to do, especially. When you can catch people off guard by, like, you know, faking a drop pass and going on a rush. We've seen that happen multiple times, and it usually works to get yeah. an entry. Yeah, because nobody you know? expects like, the Leafs to do anything other than yeah. saying, do re me. Like, and we'll we'll see come playoff time, because I, I am very curious to see how this, like, power play yeah. maybe they have the Maybe they have a different entry system, maybe, yeah. and they're just not letting us know. They just don't yeah, want to and, show us and spoil it. And please prove me wrong. Please. I would love nothing more than it for you to rub it in my actual face, Sheldon. Like, I would love nothing more for than you for you to just tell me to shove it and prove me wrong. Yeah. Because John Cooper is going to know. Yeah, John Cooper, Fazzy, they already know. their entire PK squad. Yeah, and, and Tampa's got a crazy good... Like, you know, PK penalty kill squad. And yep. yeah, and it's Vasilevsky in that. You're not yep. going to have it easy. Um, nope. It's not Peter Morazic. Okay? It's yeah, not Peter Morazic. Like, with that being said, I don't know what my concern levels are. Because I also know that, it, you know, in our previous postseasons as well, we've been sort of, uh, you know, I don't know how to say it. Like, it, it's it, power play opportunities weren't exactly always there. Plentiful. Right? Yeah, exactly. They weren't always plentiful. And so it's kind of hard to to gauge um, how that power play was in previous games because they never really got that many, I guess. At least that's just how I view it. Yeah. But, and that might be completely biased and totally talking out of my ass because I don't have the stats in front of me. But it just didn't feel like we ever really got into a rhythm with our power play in the previous postseasons because they didn't get that many. 
Well, and they didn't get that many yesterday either. And in games yeah, where fair. you only get one or two, whether it be in the regular season or the postseason. Gotta make it count. Yep. There's somebody in the chat saying, oh, I see the hosts are doing pre-playoff show. It is pre-playoffs, so thank you. Um, <laughs> yes, it. when you only get two power plays in an entire game, that power play can be the difference maker. And if, yeah, you're, you and if the other count. team knows how to waste the first 50 seconds with your most important guys on the ice because they know what you're going to do, then it's not going to be very effective. And you're going to be relying on power play too more than you maybe should or maybe you should have to. Because I do like our power play two unit more this year than I think any of yes. the past two or three, other than the defenseman, who I don't think we have yeah. anyone uh, to like kind of take that spot. Like Yarncroak is, he's got such a good shot that like I think he yeah. really works on that second power play unit. Yeah, um, I think so too. And and I think that's like the big changer for that second power play unit, having Yarncroak there to be a, a scoring threat. Because you know in previous seasons we just didn't have scoring threats. Yeah, like you had Bunce, but Bunce doesn't have a great shot. You know, no, he's like a guy who plays you know net front or the bumper position. Yeah, you know, so. And, like, Kerfoot obviously doesn't have a good shot. We've seen his finishing talent. Uh, and then, like, none of the other guys are particularly good goal scorers. You know, they're all EK defense first guys. So then so much of our power play is that first unit. Yeah. And if they can't get it done, we're, we're fucked. Right? So yeah. Travis in it, the chat brings up a good point. It allows Tampa to take more liberties when they're not concerned with the Leafs power play capitalizing. 100%. 100%. Because if you don't... Listen, people don't want the Capitals to get a power play, right? They don't want, they don't want, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay to get a power play. They don't want the Avalanche to get a power play. You don't want the Oilers to get a power play. You don't want the Rangers to really get a power play. And the Leafs have been patchy on the power play. There are games where they play very well or when they don't play very well, but they still get goals on the power play. But I don't know, man. I think yeah, it's... It yeah it's specifically it's the postseason yeah for me yeah, it's yeah specifically like i like you know i look at the regular season and i have no concerns about the power play in the regular season because it it, it work, like we're the fourth yeah. best in the league you know like it works at a pretty good rate mm. but it's just watching it and yeah. knowing how it goes in the like, eye you test, bring up washington right, right? you bring up washington test. yeah you bring up washington and everyone knows what the washington power play is it's yeah. get it to OV at the top of the circle and shoot it. Yep. But the thing about that is it still works in the playoffs. Yeah. It never really falters. Yep. With our power play, we sort of have seen it not work in the playoffs, and that's what concerns me. Yeah. Right? It's not necessarily that you're doing the same thing again. It's that we have previous evidence yep. that teams stop it. It's like back, it it's like the, back to, to the Future Marty McFly. Hey, I've seen this one before. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Same right. Thing. So that's the main thing that concerns me is like, you know, we've had such a good year um, uh, on the power play. Like we have the previous two yep. in the regular season. And what has that amounted to in the playoffs? Pretty much nothing. So it'll be interesting. It will. And the first thing you need is power play opportunities because I want to talk about Michael Bunting. Okay. Well, let's make this the last thing we're going to talk about because we're already at 40 yes. minutes. So <laughs> we're at 40 minutes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, it kind of pisses me off that people are talking about reputation about Michael Bunting. What makes you say that? And how he needs to be smarter. Marshawn licked two people 
in the postseason. Yeah. Multiple times. Yep. And not only did he not get suspended, he didn't get penalized. And he licked two people, two separate times. Do you think the refs didn't know that he licked the first guy do you when think, he licked the second guy? Do you think like, Brad Marsh... I'm going to answer your question a question, okay? Do you think Brad Marchand tells as many refs to do to themselves what Michael Bunting does multiple listen, times a game? <laughs> I understand that, and I, I agree with you. I think like, that's the difference maker. I do. That is almost certainly a difference maker. But that just pisses me off. Like, Marshawn has a reputation. Everyone in the league knows he's a rat. And we have, everyone yes. knew he licked the guy the first time. Yes. It didn't go under the radar and not seen. It got the most media coverage of all time. I and agree. Like, I don't like Brad Marshawn. What is this shit? I don't like Brad no, Marshawn. I know, I know. <laughs> it makes me sick when I have to cheer for him and he's in Team Canada. I don't like him. Even though I know he grew up a Leafs fan, ugh, he just drives me bonkers. I know, Brad I know. Marchand and- doesn't, he doesn't take it personally when the Leafs make it, when the refs make a bad call. He like jokes about it and pokes fun at the refs. He doesn't yeah. tell them, this is your fault. You're an idiot. You yeah. don't know how to do your job. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't mouth He off. doesn't bully the refs. He doesn't, Not necessarily. he doesn't yeah. mouth, he doesn't orally bully the refs. He doesn't abuse them verbally. Bunting does. And I think that. In games like this, it's a difference maker, right? The ten minute misconduct. I don't know if Brad Marchand has ever gotten a ten minute misconduct. Is I know, just, and he was, was skating nothing. backwards. But maybe he was skating backwards, and he hit like right. But like, we don't know what he said to off. the refs. We don't know. But it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't. I know. But it I, does. I agree with you in the sense that it shouldn't. But it, it does. does, and you just have to be smarter. Yeah. But it just the officiating makes me so infuriated. I know. Like it's embarrassing for the league. It's the worst. Because if Brad Marchand was on our team instead of Michael Bunting, that wouldn't have been a 10 minute misconduct. It wouldn't even, even, it would have had a, the Leafs would have had a power play. It would not have been yeah, a 4 like, like, I just, right? I but can't, Michael I can't Bunting just be is, like, oh, he's got a reputation for being but, a rat. But Michael Bunting is not Brad Marchand. Because no, the refs don't want He'll stick see. signed by Brad Marsh, by Michael Bunting, because he's, they're not yeah. his friend. And yeah. Brad Marchand will be like, oh, here, let me sign your stick. Let's go hunting together. Hmm. Yeah. Let me send your and daughter I, yeah. a video because I'm a nice guy, even though I'm a, just the worst. I He drives me nuts, but there's a reason that he is able to do what he does in the playoffs and punch people in the face and skate away and get away with it because he sweet talks to refs. And I don't like it, and I think the system is stupid, and I want it to change too. But I have unfortunately learned that uh, screaming will do nothing. Yep. You just got to put your head down. And And Michael Bunting is all of us losing our minds at these missed calls. There were multiple of them today. There was a really bad trip on William Nylander where he could have got really hurt. Yeah. Like. Right off the draw. Yeah. The third period. It was bad. It was bad. And it was just. It was. Bunting. Bunting lets. He lets the refs know how how much he hates them and how much he does think they're a bunch of clowns. And I'm not saying that he is wrong, but I am saying that his delivery of that information is not in accordance with the way that he would like the penalties to be called. Because realistically, if you want penalties to go your way and you want to get good calls, you can't call people a waste of space. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So until he is able to fix that, and there was one or two cues of the camera panning up to Kyle Dubas after Michael Bunting's antics. And you can see that he's frustrated, too, because they even said on the broadcast that they've spoke to him about it. And listen, I love Michael Bunting, and I hope that he is 
uh, a maple leaf until his until his last breath. And I hope I think his dad agrees. But if he keeps playing like this, yeah, it it, it costs listen, the team, and that's it's yeah. frustrating. Armand, do you remember it's that what happens when players get suspended in the playoffs in the Leafs? They lose. They lose. <laughs> they lose, and the refs already hate uh, bunts. And I think that there is a awful chance that Michael Bunting does something really stupid in the playoffs and gets himself suspended. Yeah. And gets yeah. himself suspended and gets himself out of the conversation of being renewed for a contract worth more than worth what we know that he's worth because yeah. of that suspension and maybe cost them a series. But let's not uh, wish those sorts of things or say those sorts of things out loud any more than we have to because ugh, I don't want it to be true. I'm just now, you know, after this game, I'm just so afraid now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm trying not to put too much stock into I know, the game. Just, I know. I know. But it's hard not to when they lose mind. like Move this, on. right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're we're it gonna is. put this game behind us, and and uh, we will be back Tuesday. It's listen the end of the weekend. Let's not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's gonna worry enough about itself. Let's wrap it up here. <laughs> uh, if you are watching, if you've been watching for the whole stream, or if you clicked on this stream later. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Uh, my name is Lauren Williamson. You can find me on Twitter at Lauren in the Six. Armand, go for it. My name is Armand Pontheke, and you can find me at Armand Pontheke on Twitter. Absolutely. And make sure you follow SDPN if you don't. Make sure you uh, go check out the WrestleMania Game Over stream. Yes. If you, uh, if you are a wrestling fan like I know a lot of SDPN fans are, or if you happened upon the stream, please make sure you hit like and subscribe. And leave a comment in the compliment box down below, as Adam likes to say. Thank you for watching Game Over after this Leafs loss 5-2 against Detroit on a late night Sunday game in April. We will see you all Tuesday. Have a great night, everybody. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.